Happy Mother's Day up there to all the mothers. This is a special episode because I will be interviewing my mother. Yes, she's going to share a little bit of life story, and I pray that it will be a blessing to you who hear. This recording was done via phone, so the audio quality is might not be what you're accustomed to, but it is still a great conversation and a great episode. So without further ado, let's listen to my mom and her life story. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Refined and Refresh. This is Ralph Monroe, and this is a special episode on Mother's Day. Uh, I am going to be talking with my mom and getting to know her <laughs> life. Uh, I, I, Of course, you know, you think you're growing up with your mom, or your dad, or whoever it may be. You think, like, I know them, but, like, what's their life story? They, they, are, they, are, more, uh, they are our mothers. Uh, but at the same time, they also have a life story that, you know, that shows the individual. And so that's my hope for today is, uh, for, uh, to just talk with my mom, with my mom and hopefully her story will resonate with other mothers and be an encouragement to other mothers. So without further ado, I'm introducing you to my awesome mother, uh, mother <laughs> seven, another, uh, actually eight now, uh, uh she's a guardian over another little one and um she's phenomenal a perseverer she's uh, a victor uh she definitely uh holds her own she's compassionate caring uh she's my mother and i love her and so her name is natalie holiday and so mom can you please tell uh the people a little bit about yourself uh you know where you grew up at and uh yeah just and things that you like if you have any hobbies or whatever it may be uh, just give everybody a little bit of about who you are god's blessings to all i'm natalie as my son has nearly said and i'm i'm a mom of eight thank god and um i have beautiful children that i am so thankful for at this day and time in my age which is I'm a youthful 57 <laughs> and thank God for his greatest blessings in my life because I love the Lord and he's first in my life without God. I have nothing without God. I could just, I wouldn't be where I am today. I just give him glory, honor and praise. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and what he's done for me, I can go on and on and on and, and just share what God has truly done for me because I am chosen. I am the miracle of, of God throughout my journey in this life. I have been truly blessed. And I'll just say that um, I just thank God. I just thank God for all mothers. I'd love to encourage other people. And uh, it's just always been a, a, a sentiment of my heart just to love and to give love. And sometimes I've given more love than I've received many times, many, many times, <laughs> even in relationships. And um, I just thank God because in the end, God made the difference and he brought me out. Mm. And he brought me through so many things. And, Amen. you know, even in all of, all of that, I just <laughs> give him the glory because I, I wouldn't 
be it wouldn't be effective for me to speak on anything if I would give honor and glory to our Savior, our Redeemer, our Lord. So I just thank him for this day. Now just thank him for this moment. Awesome. I'm excited. Uh so real quick, we'll start off with a uh a little uh nice question. Uh, what is your greatest accomplishment in life? I know there's probably a whole bunch, but like if you can pick <laughs> one or maybe one or two, one or two of your greatest accomplishments in life, you would say. I'll say um, with with my um, while I'm raising my children, uh, one of the greatest accomplishments because I couldn't continue beauty school because of the allergies are in some of the. Um, products and everything so it you know made me sick anyway in the long run I had to quit but however I thank God that I was able to go to school for food and service licensing and sanitation and I just ended up renewing my license like every five years so I worked in the work field um, in many kitchens you know and I just thank God for it because even in working in kitchens you meet so many people and I just thank God for that and you learn so many different things uh, recipes you bring home and some that you want to take with you but mm-hmm. I just thank God for that accomplishment also I thank God for um, in my later years uh, several years ago um, I can't remember the date right now <laughs> but um, I uh, love doing floral arrangements is just uh, you know, brought down from my mom. My mom had um made arrangements for weddings and banquets and just different things. Um and they turn out so beautiful and I've always wanted that because I love floral arrangements. I love real flowers, but my thing is artificial flowers <laughs> because you can you can adorn them and make them look so beautiful. But I love to uh, be creative according to the persons that I may be doing an order for. Mm-hmm. And um, just over time, it gives you, it's just not floor arrangements. It can be for baby showers or, you know, just different um, events. And I just thank God for the um, encouragement from other people. Um, for years, I was afraid to branch out for fear of being successful and I feel like I could be farther than what I am now if the fear wasn't there. It's just not so much as being creative, uh-huh. but the big the business aspect of continuing on and uh, not uh, reaching a lot of people, not having the uh, avenue of the people, someone to help me to reach in different um, aspects to where I needed to become greater, but I am not giving up. I won't stop. <laughs> I can't stop, you know, and I'm just working on a few things for Mother's Day, but I just get, I thank God for that. And I did give the name It's called a godly touch of that, this and that. Mm-hmm. And the this and that came from, I'm just not uh, gifted in one area. By making gift baskets, diaper uh, cakes uh, for baby showers, and so many great things, and even creating personal games 
for activities. So I just give God the glory and the thanks for that because you definitely have to have have a uh, clear vision when you're really doing flower arrangements and everything. So I just thank God for those accomplishments and, you know, for the outside, the natural things that I love for myself. I love just being creative, even in my home. Of course, now my favorite thing has and is sunflowers and, you know, Uh (laughs) anything to do with the sunflower decor, I love it. But after my brain surgery, and I t- talk about that later, um, I just I stuck with the color yellow. It has always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I stuck with the color yellow, and now I added on red because I I am my spirit, because the spiritual related to me. The yellow um, to me means new life. Mm-hmm. And the red, the red means new blood. So... Those are in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> you come from a generation, I would say, where it's like anyway. it's super common for people to have many, many children, and yeah. and grandma has. You are you are part of a family of you have it was twelve of you total, so grandma yeah. has twelve children. So, what was it like growing up in a household of twelve? Well, more than twelve, with including grandma, that'd be thirteen. What was it like growing up with all those siblings? Um, what was the discipline like? What was all that? <laughs> just, just, just take us into into what that was like growing up for you, especially in that era, uh, in in uh, within America. Even when you know we haven't made it, we we've come uh, a ways for Black folks too. Uh, but I'm pretty sure back at that time it wasn't uh, it wasn't as far yeah. as it has been now and we still have a long way to go but so what was it like uh, what was it like growing up with all those siblings what was it like growing up in the culture of america uh just uh mm-hmm. tell us about that well uh the things that i um remember the most um my smaller days i don't remember a lot of that but i do remember recall um as i grew up that our grandmother carried us to church, and I remember starting at five years old, and, and it's probably implanted in my in my mind to make me remember those things. But she started us going to church, and my mom, she was, you know, she was hardworking, and she didn't always have twelve. So as time went on, and I became like thirteen, fourteen years old, I felt the um, more more of a responsibility of um, helping mom and my older brother and my older sister was at my grandmother's house a lot. But my mom was more restricted on where we could go. Um, Definitely we're going to church. (laughs) And definitely we're having a prayer life. My mom's godmom would come in certain days of the week and She'll come and have prayer with us. Soon as we see her coming down and down the hill, everyone wants to start scattering because at that time we didn't understand the the realness of having a a prayer a prayer life. Mm-hmm. But this is what happens at our house. So she will come in and she begin prayer, and we will have Bible study, and you know just 
you know, we just remember this. Everyone would come to live room and we would have to um, have Bible study and everything before she left. And then that was a helping of support to my mom after her first husband passed. Mm-hmm. And I just remember those things after he passed and her grieving. So I was about 14 and um, just, you know, I didn't understand that uh, a, a mother, a single mother, and how she's going to care for so many children that wasn't uh, in my thoughts because I wasn't at that level. Mm-hmm. But mom, she, we live in a three-bedroom. Now, for a three-bedroom, most people want one child in each room. <laughs> well, <laughs> 12 of us. So the boys all had one room, and the girls had a room, and my mom had a room. So that's how life was. But my mom did. She was strict on us, and she. Well, I I understand now why, <laughs> but she said she always reminded us that we were we were our first friends. Mm. We didn't go outside to play all the time. Sometimes we did, but uh, we went to school and we had church life, and you know went to church evenings to learn for by young people and willing worker classes and Sunday school, that was the must. <laughs> and although my mom had a car, it was very crowded in that car getting to church. But if she was running late and the church was probably about um in walking distance, maybe thirty minutes away, twenty five, thirty minutes away, but she would just let us know. We were up on time about mm, 8, 8.30, uh, something like that. And she would say, you're walking to church, and you better get there before I do it. She was driving. And she <laughs> meant this. <laughs> Very sharp woman, five two, And she's doing uh, excellent even in this at this day. But she was, um, excuse the noise, my baby. <laughs> and uh, she does um she was just, you know, that, that loving mother. And, and I just thank God for it because she had a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. With some children that, that were rebellious, of course, <laughs> and some that, you know, didn't want to get in trouble or get a whooping. <laughs> you know, so we still feared the belt or whatever back then, you know. And a TV was just in the living room. That was our TV TV together, um, but dinner time was was together. We had to eat it in the kitchen at the table and everything, and um, um, our house chores were shared. You know, by the older ones. The older ones did the house chores. The older ones helped with homework and different things like that. But as time went on and we became adults and everything, we still didn't just venture out and um, just leave. You know, I thank God that um, we all were still, you know, good children. And then, um, you know, uh, as time went on, you know, we used to go to visit my grandmother's house, but we only went every so often, and that's when my mom went. We couldn't go in there and go in a refrigerator. We couldn't go past the living room. 
Mm-hmm. And even though my grandmother might say, well, they're okay, they can have this or they can have that. That's the only way we will get anything because my mom said, don't ask for anything, and we didn't ask for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so compared to today's society, children are more free and relaxed, you know, and I just thank God that, you know, for her strength back then, you know, she's busy and busy, so... um it still worked out, mm-hmm. but we know one thing for sure. She would always say, with God, all things are possible. That was her favorite scripture. And to this day, we all remember her favorite scripture. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, a house that prays together stays together. And so those things in this life, we remember that our siblings are our first friends. And now as adults, with all of our children, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we if we even have disagreements or anything, it doesn't last long because we come back together. And now, and my mom has given us yearly birthdays for all 12 in July to celebrate us all, no matter what month your birthday was in. <laughs> she had five of us in July, but the other ones were scattered. And she'll give us a big birthday and it has been a blessing over the years. From your siblings to having your first child, what what was what was your feeling when you first got pregnant? What was going through your mind and everything like that? Well, I was I had some fear <laughs> because first and foremost, again, I was still living at mom's house. I graduated and um I you know the when I didn't go to college the first year, my mom returned back to school. Mm-hmm. I graduated in 81, and my mom returned back to school, and she graduated on the dean's list. She wanted to be a social worker. Mm-hmm. And I think after her accomplishments back then, that was like 83. And then um, I decided to go and tr- pursue child care. It's not what I wanted, but I just wanted to go to have some college. Mm-hmm. And then, um, um, 84, I met someone else and time went on and, uh, 83, 84. And, um, I became pregnant with my first daughter and unmarried. And so I was kind of nervous and fearful to tell mom <laughs> of what she would say or think she might do or anything. Uh-huh. And, and She's one of those mothers that said, I already knew, you know. <laughs> so uh, I don't remember any negativity, but I still had to go to church because I was still living under her roof. Mm-hmm. And even though um, back then, in that year, 85, when I had my daughter, I was 21, 22 when I had her. Um, she... Um, uh, a lot of people then were uh, judgmental and everything because going to church, you just didn't have children out of wedlock. Yeah. And um, that that was just against uh, spirituality. Mm-hmm. But I continued on as my mother continued on. And there was a lady that was there, and she's deceased now, that gave me a scripture that um, I couldn't find it, but... I always remember that low children were an inheritance of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is God's reward. 
she told me each time somebody asks you about your pregnancy, you let them know that scripture. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that, that there were in some people that uh, encouraged me and I just kept going and, you know, living my life. And I was a beautician, shampoo girl back then. So I would, you know, start, i go to work and do my thing. But it was a, you know, scary, scary thing. But I thank God that I had loving support. I did have church support and I had family support. Mm-hmm. And um, then again, I had another child <laughs> the next year, my second daughter. And, um, you know, you feel it's not all, it's still like you're not jumping, jumping hurdles because you got pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still making uh, bad decisions. And as my children grew up, I always said that um, your your uh, bad decision is not your final decision. Mm-hmm. So there's some things we have to work on. And uh, as far as my spiritual life, I was trying to venture out in my natural life to see what's going out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so I was saying, you know, making decisions on relationships and everything. And um, But like I said, the first one was the most, most serious one. So fast forward, you have six of us. <laughs> Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah, yeah, because yes, it's oh, it, I lose, I lose track. It's a lot, but uh, <laughs> so sometimes during those times, you were a single mother. Uh, you, yeah. You were married uh, a couple times, but there were times you yeah. were a single mother. So mm-hmm. how did you feel during those times, especially, uh, you know, you saw you saw your mom be, being single. So now you, you know, were the single mother with children. Yeah. How did you feel? And like, how did you uh, what 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 did you what were things that you did to raise us? Um, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Right. Um, my children, since. Again, we grew up in church, and I stayed in church. There was a lady, a, a pastor's wife, one day said to me when I was expecting my second daughter, she said, no matter how many times you fall down, get up and never stop going to church. And I thank God to this day that no matter how many times I felt like I fell down, I also had to forgive myself because I was carrying on the weight and the, the uh, pressures around me of what people were saying, and that's what I was caring more about. But to to uh, continue on as a single mother, I still continue to go to go to work and pursue other things that I love to do. It was hard. It wasn't easy because I got my first place when I had my second daughter, and I mean it was easier to manage because they were small. It was easier to uh, stay in order and stay more focused. But my thing is being a quiet-natured person, unlike some of my siblings. (laughs) Sometimes the struggle was real. And not having, uh, at those times, not having child support from the father. I never kept them away from their children. They always knew where we were, and if, you know, I, but 
they didn't start the child support right away. So I will have to continue. Um, I lived on some assistance, but I still like to work because mm-hmm. you was in your environment, you will see others that have more than you have, and you will want that for your children. It's not always a good thing to try to see what the next person has because it may not be for you. Mm-hmm. And it may not be uh, according to your finances. You'll get uh, thrown off and mess up. So, but for the first two, I had to realize that now I have to speak of, there were times that I needed diapers and because they were two babies back to back Mm -hmm. and I needed diapers and I didn't know where to go. I didn't have a phone. So I had to try, I had uh, uh, church people and uh, close family that stayed uh, on one level to where I was. I was on the bottom level. And they was like on the third level. So I had to get both girls together and and try to get up there without the baby waiting on herself. <laughs> because I had waited the last minute to go ask for help. Mm-hmm. So that's what made part of my my um you know my journey a little harder because I wasn't just out there wanting to ask anybody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I thank God for taking us through. But even in raising those two before I had the third child, I would always do what my mom did. We had prayer. I taught them the Lord's Prayer. I taught them I mean, for them to sing. And they were little girls, maybe that about three three years old or four, and they would start singing at the church. And even if they wanted to be stubborn at some time, you know, I would take them out and talk to them, and they'd go back and sing their song. And mm-hmm. so this day, they were singers, you know. I didn't know what God had in store for them, but I continued on my journey. Although I was slipping and sliding and backsliding, I still held on to my faith, what God would want us to do to keep God first, Mm -hmm. and then everything will work out for you in the end. So I just thank God those times when I did have some support at times, but I had to do some things that, you know, I had to do because they were my children. And so, you know, as time went on and had the third son and still unmarried at that time, then, you know, it's yes, it got harder, but I went to get my food service license at that time. Got hired at McDonald Douglas. They didn't pay a whole lot back then, $3 or something. Uh, they promised us six, but it didn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had our license, but I worked there a little while and then came back to Austin because that was a drive, five or one in the morning. I had family support to watch my children so they wouldn't have to go in daycare. Yeah. But then it came around and I had another child two years later, two and a half plus, which is you. And, <laughs> you know, I just still thank God I, I hadn't gotten married, mm-hmm. but I was engaged to a minister, but that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't, wasn't, my decisions weren't my best decisions. They weren't, they should have been God's decisions, <laughs> but I was making my own decisions and moving on with life. But when I had you and begin, continue uh, working and put you all in um, daycare, of course you cried because 
You want to just say what mom all the time. <laughs> 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 I did not want to stay at that day, because I was working afternoons, you know, two to ten, but I kept going. And I still kept my children in church before God. And I will pray over my children and we will pray together. You all will repeat after me, even as you begin to grow. Then I met someone and I became married before I had my fifth child. And in that life, you know, that's not, although I was married, um, later on, I be, I came up with a book that's called Single But, Mar- Single but Married. Mm. And um, I had someone to help me pursue it, but, you know, not having the avenues or business avenues to reach out to, I never completed the book. Mm. But in my single life, I kept God first. And I still went to church, even if I felt like I wanted to not go or do something different that's not in the realm of Christ or what God stood for. I still stood on that I'm going to pray with my children. I'm taking them to church. I know what was best for me. I felt like it was best for them. I had to keep on trusting God. And I learned over the years that when you trust God, you lean on into your own understanding, things will begin to work out for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, things begin to work out for me. And I could just say in those those days, many days, I would be exhausted, working double and everything like that, and I became lonely. Yeah. So that's what came along when I got married, a lonely spirit. <laughs> I didn't always understand that, and I didn't always read upon it. But that's what became of it. It was still a good relationship. We didn't get married for a while. We walked around for hours, talked around, talked about the Bible. He was saved before, but then he became a Muslim. Mm. And I'm still married. And so, you know, um, the scripture do say unequally yoked. You don't even see all these things before all the time, before you get married, but you will see it. <laughs> and if it's not meant to be, it's not going to last. It'll be in vain. And I have two beautiful children from that relationship. So therefore, I'm still climbing and have six children. Out <laughs> <laughs> of by then, and still staying firm on the word of God. Yeah. So I still say, never, no matter what you going through in life, as a, as a young woman growing in life, you're still going on a journey. You may end up being alone, but you're never alone in Christ. In Christ dwelleth all things. And God said he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. But you have to learn to, you know, I would still um, study no matter what I was doing. I would study. I love to read. I love to study. And I love to study words. Then my and Ralph picked that up. <laughs> I would love some scriptures on the walls and everything to encourage myself and encourage my children. And, you know, I, I used to love the scriptures. I do it too. But this is an encouragement scripture um, or calling encouragement prayers. Fear not, for I'm with you. And and that God, would he, he will cover us under his wing and protect us. He kept my children protected, even though their fathers didn't come and support them like they should. When the child port did start, it still started at a, that, a low income. 
And so they gave you a choice to receive your child support or stay on public aid assistance. I didn't want the public assistance. So I received the child support and continued to work mm-hmm. because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted greater for my children, but the struggle became harder, you know? And so then it was, became to the point that I would choose food or light for, or some other things I was uh, uh, using the money on it. I just don't remember all those things, but the struggle was real. Even when my wife was out, I didn't run and go to mom's house. I got candles. We got battery-operated lights, and we still have prayer. We will sing uh, games, whatever I can creatively come up with for my children to stay together and love each other and grow together. But I thank God even in those times, God came through for us. And, you know, I went through a lot of relationship uh, issues with with uh, child support and the father was doing things against me and everything. But God still brought me out on top. Mm-hmm. But I, it's not because of my goodness, but it was because of his goodness and the closeness, the relationship that I began to continue with the Lord. That's how I... Um, you know, became stronger and stronger mm. because God, God is our true foundation. Yeah. And without Him, everything else will work, will fail. There's nothing that's going to continue on unless it continue on in vain. So um, I just thank God because Jesus is the answer, you know, as mm-hmm. for a single mother. Jesus is the answer. And no matter what decisions, you make in life, just ask him to forgive you. Ask him to to continue to cover you and cover your children. He'll keep you covered under your wings, even when you feel like you're being a loser or, you know, feeling down upon yourself. You know, the tears will come, but pray. Pray and cry. Try and pray. Mm-hmm. Let's continue to hold on because there's a better day ahead. And I've, I've gone through so many different things in my life, but God has strength. Reach out to the, the leaders. If you have a leader of a church or someone that has a prayer life or even seek counseling outside the church. Because mm-hmm. I have counselors that I feel go to. And I thank God for him because a lot of people spoke against counselors, but God knows what we need. Yeah. Even when we're not at the church house, he knows what we need when we're at home. But I love to have my home filled with the atmosphere of God. Another thing is with my children, I don't know if you remember Ralph, when my children were growing up, if the, the house became chaotic, <laughs> I remember oh, people were acting up in the house and and I'm like, Lord Jesus, what is going on? Everybody to the living room. Yeah. I we get ready to have prayer time. And that's what we would do. Oh, because that uh that confusion had to cease. And I knew where the the, the weapon of prayer is mighty. Pulling <laughs> mm-hmm. down all strongholds and with the, the that amount of children, I needed the Lord in my life. Yeah. 
And I just thank God that my children remember that and they remember the things that we've been through, but yet still we came out. And I thank God for the victory for that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just, I just reminisce some time and I think on his goodness, but I thank God for my mother because she was there to support me on my down times. My grandmother, my grandmother was living and she passed in 1998, but I would have my small children and I didn't have a vehicle at some time. And she would call me to say, Natalie, can you come and read? Tell me what my scripture reading is. She would have a class for, for uh, church that night. And we would all walk up to Grandma's house for about 15, 20 minutes. It might took us about 30, 45 minutes. But like little ducklings, they was right with me. And we went to Grandma's house. <laughs> I love holidays because I've taught my children to exchange gifts for Christmas. If nobody else will have a gift, we will exchange gifts. We will go to the store, even in the snow, if you remember, <laughs> <laughs> climbing up that hill on Dolphin, snow up to our leg, trying to catch the bus. And if we missed the bus, we walked to the store because my children were anxious to be able to give the next one a gift. Even on Valentine's, we did the same thing. So I thank God for what he instilled in me to impart in my children. And it worked out for our good. That's awesomeness. Yeah, some of the some of the things I remember, some I, I don't remember, but it's always good to get the refresher, which is why I'm glad that we even having this conversation because it would be good to yeah. go back and listen to some more. Uh, yeah. I have three more questions, though. Um what regrets do you have as a mother? Is there any regret, regrets that you have? Well, I would say that I, I truly regret not um, completing some of the um, career goals that I really wanted or not holding on to the jobs like long term, mm -hmm. even though sometimes it was a hindrance at home or something happened at home and I had to leave. I just regret that because I I felt like I could have been, you know, farther advanced in, um, you know, close to retirement and things like that. Things I never pondered on or, or thought about that it makes a difference to hold on mm -hmm. to something that's so secure as a career choice. And um, I just, that part I regret because I feel like I could be a better position today or my children could have better avenues. Yet I give God the glory that he still guided us in the uh, in his footsteps. And because of that, you know, the things I did achieve along the way did make me feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, being able to give to my children or, you know, having income tax times, ladies, and, you know, <laughs> being able to take your children to go get the nails done or your sons to the game stop store at the mall or something, even if it's once a year, you know, for my household, because uh, I couldn't go and do what the next person did. But tax time and having a vehicle, and we all going together or, you know, going to do something fun or going out to eat. All those things in life makes a difference in 
not being in comparison to the next person is so important because not my children that grow up on Nike and um, <laughs> Tommy Hilfiger and all the others. My children grew up with clean clothes and hand-me-downs and things like that and every so often going shopping at the stores. Mm-hmm. But yet still, they uh, grew up with, um, you know, uh, morals and, you know, greater things in life and accomplishments. And I give God thanks for that. Yes, they were talked about a long way at times, but I thank God that they got through it. Mm-hmm. And um, they are blessed and and they blessed me. It's the back. I thank God for the scripture that when you raise them up in the admonition of the Lord, they will not depart from it. No matter how far you get away from the Lord, if you raise something in church, you're not going too far without thinking about where you came from. Yeah. So I thank God for that. I thank that God for that for my children. But you know, like I said, my regrets is not further in my career choices and sticking with it, you know, for uh, later purposes, being able to leave the legacies that some may have left um, in the career field. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, on on a flip side, what 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 are some things that you love about being a mother? I love being. What I love about being a mother is foremost the word love. The word love um, is is so great, and um, your children give that back to you. They give you that sense of this is me, you know. And even though some of them, most of my children, I was told that are very sentimental like myself, but very giving very giving and, and loving and caring. And I thank God for that because it has to be passed down. I love being a mother because it was, a, you know, not everyone had that gift or for some, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, what that reason that, you know, it didn't happen for them, but they can still be a mother to a niece or nephew or cousin and give that love and that compassion and, and teaching to that child and grow mm-hmm. up and, and give unto them. So, and they, and those same children will come back and give unto you. Mom had 12 children, six girls, six boys, but yes, she adopted four more. She raised other ones that have come back to this day. Um, that's older and have their children and um, honor her by respecting her and letting her know how well she did for them. And that's what I love about being a mother, being able to give, being able to share and try to advise and encourage the best of my ability. And now it's going over into to my life as a grandmother and now a uh, blessed um great grandbaby, which is two weeks. And it's just a loving feeling, you know, and to be caring and loving and sweet and giving that out, whatever God is feeling you to put it in that child. Yeah. But also to be able to um, 
not knowing my strengths and abilities myself in 2017, the Lord blessed me with a foster child, which I'll be uh, adopting here real soon. I'll be going online to do adoption classes, but it's a different feeling. It's like, I feel worthy. You know, Mm -hmm. God counted me worthy to be the mother of my children, but he counted me even worthier, worthy to be of this baby, to give the baby what I've given my children. And now she's loving and appreciative and a little sassy in these days and times, but um, I'm thankful for her. And I just love her like my own, and I just thank God for you know, just having her from day one to now, almost four years old in August, it's a blessing. It truly is a blessing. And I just thank God that as that mother, I was able to instill the righteousness of God into my children. The natural things in life, they come. Mm. But I thank God that I instilled the righteousness of God into my children by taking them to church and doing what was best for them in their life. And now I can hear it back that, you know, uh, being a prayer, a prayer warrior, as I pray, you know, and loving the the atmosphere of uh, gospel music, those calming things, peaceful, it's like a peace that, that passes all understanding, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just thank God for that as being a mother. I may not be able to say everything, but I do appreciate God for giving me the children that he's given me. (laughs) Yes, the struggle was real, but the blessings are greater. At this point in the conversation, uh, the audio stopped working or the recording stopped working or something like that. But afterwards, I asked my mom about a time in her life when she was, she found out that she had a brain tumor in her head. Uh, she, it was, a in the, on a regular day, she had a headache, things started happening, her vision started getting blurry and she went to the hospital and upon arriving to the hospital, did, they did a scan and they found an orange sized brain tumor, um, in her head. And I asked her how she was feeling, what was going through her mind during those times. Um, and she said she felt numb and, um. Once they got closer and closer to the time to operate and do the surgery, the emergency surgery, uh, she just could, she would think about her, uh, my youngest brother, her youngest son, uh, Josiah, and uh, what would happen to him and different things like that. But she also thought thought about her mother and all she could do was uh, call her mom and see where she was at. And her mother was on her way to be with her daughter. To be with my mom in that moment my mother was was you know scared of course about to go into surgery but when she talked to her mom my grandmother uh, my grandmother told her that this sickness was not unto death that God said this sickness was not unto death fast forward you know my mother had a successful surgery and the road to recovery was long uh, it was hard but she always kept her faith as you heard in this conversation uh, beforehand, you know, she there was a lot of hardships uh, for my mom, you know, uh, decisions that was made, consequences that came afterwards. Uh, but one thing that I took away from this conversation 
that's the same even from when she had her brain tumor. And that's the same thing I see even now. And that is this. My mom loves God and she has faith and she trusts the Lord. Um, her decisions, her life, uh, just life in general may not always pan out the way that she thinks, but she is grounded and rooted in her faith in God. And because of that, me and my siblings, we all, you know, we, we seen it. We saw the hardship. And so we too go through our own journey uh, in faith with God and we trust God. And we even though we go through hardships as well and we see the things as well, uh, we remember the faith of my mother. We remember the faith of her grandmother um, that has held us, um, that has held them uh, together and it continues to hold us together. So happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Mom, for uh, taking the time to talk with me and share your life story and being vulnerable. Uh, I love you. I, on behalf of my siblings, we love you. And uh, yeah, so happy Mother's Day. Peace.